0: Hi everyone, I'm Lily and I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home with Lily and Anna, a podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. This week, we asked your
1: questions about teenage years—those awkward in-between years of stripy tights, Abercrombie, and terrible fashion choices.
0: <laughs> wow, you just wrote that just now. I'm <laughs> so <did>. impressed. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lily, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Give me an update from your winter snowy
0: wonderland. Oh, it is actually still a bit snowy here. That's my peak of the week. It properly snowed yesterday in London. (gasps) Like, like, not like, oh my God, it's snowing, but it's not really settling. Like, full on thick snow. Like, we didn't have any snow last year. This (gasps) reminds me of like the snow we used to have when I was a kid. Like, on my birthday, we used to put all the furniture outside. So I had a little disco and then all the furniture would be snowy in the garden. Like, I just really remember that. (laughs) I don't know why yeah but like
1: inside furniture outside yeah
0: my parents used to put all the sofas that like, in the garden and cover them with like a sheet but right. then it was always snowy but my birthday's 9th of December like do you remember the last time it snowed in December global warming Hello? I don't remember the last time it snowed if I'm honest like if, if anyone is listening to this and thinking
1: I live in a place that gets snow like for four months of a year we don't get
0: snow really like in the south of the UK all that much all I find that, that so weird like I mean good cuz you get everything else like oh lovely sea all summer <laughs> like so, ha ha, we got snow, you didn't. <laughs> I looked outside and it was actually
1: just lashing down with rain. And then I look at your stories and you're like, oh, look at me and Gray, like on our sledge, like la la la.
0: Seriously, like I've, rain. I've never been more proud of myself for panic buying a sledge like three weeks ago. I just was thinking, <laughs> I was like, if it if we happen to have that one day of snow, because it comes and it goes oh, like a day, yeah. I'll just be so gutted, like during lockdown, especially to not have a sledge. So I was like, I'm just going to get one of those cheapy 20 quid, like plastic sledges from Amazon Um, and it snowed and it was proper thick snow. We made snowmen. She loved the sledge. We were like going really fast down hills and she just (laughs) is such a little adrenaline junkie, like such lovely memories. I was taking photos on my film camera. Like it felt like a perfect day. Oh my God. I love it. It it sounds so romantic. It was, it actually really was romantic.
1: Oh, I think everyone needed that.
0: Yeah. that's, That's the thing. Like it was a little bit busy, like in the parks and stuff, but everyone needed just something different. And everything yeah. looks so nice when it snows. Everything's so bright and just happy. And, oh, it was so nice. Good for the soul. Good for the soul. I love that.
1: Yeah. I love that. I, I have a peak of the week too, but it doesn't include snow because, like I mentioned, Rain. Go on. But it is. It's my man's birthday today. Woo, happy birthday, birthday, birthday to you. I actually <laughs> sung that <laughs> this morning when he was on the toilet. I like had left I like left to go get my breakfast and I came back and he was on the toilet and I was like, happy Aww. birthday to you. It's my man's birthday and I think lockdown birthdays are an interesting one, but you have to try your best to... You so know, much pressure on the it. partner to like make it special. Well... I gave him an option. I was like, it's basically all about food, isn't Mm. it? It's all about food. So I was like, what? Number one, we got some crumpets for lunch. I was just like, crumpets? I love a crumpet. He loves a crumpet. Let's have some crumpets for lunch. And then I was like, what do you want for dinner? I will cook you anything. Anything you want for dinner. Absolutely anything. And he wants like lemon and brown butter pasta.
0: What? Maybe he wants you to do it in like in a Scarlett Johansson, like sexy chef scene way.
1: I really don't think so. He was just like, I just want, he's like, I want that dish that's just pasta with butter and parmesan and lemon. And I was like, no,
0: I kind of get it. I can't remember, I can't remember if you've seen Chef or not. I have seen Chef. Yes, you know that scene. That makes me want like plain pasta. I mean, it, to be fair, it, you,
1: if you season it correctly, it's delicious. Yeah. Like, I understand. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. But I was like, and li- anything. Like, literally, whatever. I'll make you beef wellington. I'll make you whatever you want. He was like, I dislike some um, butter lemon pasta. I was just like, okay. Aww. And then I said, what do you want? Do you want a Victoria sponge as your birthday cake? Or would you like a custard tart? Hmm. I was like, because that's like two quite intensive things to make. Like, it's, it's a one or the other. Sorry, babe. And he was just like,
0: I would like a custard tart. So I've made him a French custard tart. Wow, I would say those are two of my least favorite desserts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria sponge, like no room in my life. I used to go to birthday parties and just be so disappointed if you open up the little napkin afterwards to be like, ooh, what's the cake? And it'd be like, Victoria sponge. It's
1: genuinely one of Mark's favorites. It wouldn't be one of my favorites either. I'd rather have like a lemon drizzle. Mm. Like probably a lemon mm. over a chocolate, I have to say. Um but yeah, that's that's what he wanted.
0: So I was like Oh, okay. it's his birthday. There you go. Thirty three today. We were just trying to work that out before. <laughs> we're trying to work out Lily's age and my age and Mark's age. It took a really long time. It took a really long time. Oh happy birthday, Mark. Give him a little hug from me. I will. Have you got anything else to share this week? I've got a top of the box. Um, Ooh, it's not okay. like it's not like one of my like, oh my God, you must watch. But we were okay. just looking for something a bit different to watch. We're a bit bored of everything we're watching at the moment. We found a film on Netflix. It's not new. It was 2019, so it's a couple of years old. Um, it's called Bombshell. All right. Have you seen it? No. no um, it's got some big names in it. Charlize Theron, Margot Robbie and Nicole Kidman, who I think has a prosthetic nose because it took me ages to work out it was her.
1: Are they all blonde in
0: this yes. Film? yes, I think I have like seen it on Netflix, yes. Yeah, it's like based on a real life scandal, like obviously slightly dramatized, um, about Gretchen Carlson, who files a sexual harassment lawsuit against Roger Ayle, who's the founder of Fox News. Oh. So, okay. and then it's like, so it really shows like the vibe of working somewhere like Fox News, which is like really intense. Um, It's also around the time where like Trump, he wasn't president yet. It was like before that, when he started like campaigning for it and everyone was like, lol, can you imagine? Um, (laughs) And it's like all the other women who start coming forward with stories of sexual harassment in Fox News. And it's just, it's very like gripping and it's very interesting. And yeah, it was much better than I thought. I didn't love the ending. I feel like it all wrapped up a bit too quick at the end and I was a bit disappointed, but it is like one of those ones worth watching. And it's like, I love all the women in it. They're all great. Love that. You'll have to add that to the list. Oh, yeah. Um, How was your film club?
1: Film club um, this week was my pick, and I picked Julie and Julia. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. I haven't seen that forever. Very cute. Very sweet. Um, It was a bit too sweet for some in film Club it didn't score particularly well but I thought it was quite just like a nice kind of film. I bet Matt didn't like it. Matt didn't like it though. (laughs) Matt didn't like it. I think at one point he actually went to go watch some paint dry in another room because they'd like just repainted a wall. He was like I actually did go watch some paint dry in front of this. I was like no. Um, But it was nice to catch up with our friends on FaceTime and
0: yeah, have a it's little... It's the sort of film my mum, like, loved. She's like, oh, it's a lovely
1: film. I just love Narrow Streep as well. Yeah. And Stanley Tucci. Oh, it has uh, good
0: people in it. Yeah. It good people in it. Yeah.
1: I have a show and tell for this week. And I don't know Ooh. if you saw this on the Facebook group. But on the Facebook group, I think it was someone called Kristen. They recommended this app. They were just like, Anna, I hear you need to sort through the photos on your phone. I cannot recommend this app enough. Oh, my word, thank you. You have actually changed my life. Like, and and the comments underneath it as well. It wasn't just me commenting back to be like, thank you for this recommendation. You've changed my life. There was multiple comments underneath that just said, this is amazing. The app is called Get Sorted. I want to hear about
0: this because I literally go through each photo. I quite like it. I find it quite therapeutic. But I understand if you have years worth to do, that's too daunting. So tell me how it works. Okay. It was
1: way too. Uh, Number one, I think this is just an iPhone app. I don't think there's an Android version, which is sad. Um, But it is free. You don't have to pay for it. And it's kind of, it sort of breaks your, it breaks all of your photos down into years. And then it breaks them down into months, and then you basically go through, and I can imagine this is what Tinder is like, but you basically swipe up or down, whether you want to keep the photo or not. <gasps> and then when you've sorted through a month, you just press a button and it deletes all the ones that you said you didn't want.
0: Oh, okay. That is much better because I literally go through and then I'm like, I have to like go bottom right, dustbin, delete. Like that's a Oh not-
1: no. This
0: is just like swipe and you can swipe really
1: quickly. Swipe, 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 swipe Is it like super swipe, swipe, safe?
0: Swipe. Like why do your photos don't like save in this random app? Like... Oh god! Don't say that. Sorry, I mean, sorry. I, can't, I like, get weird about like I can't sharing vouch my for photos. This security. <laughs> of this app, Lily.
1: It is. I so I started off this. I think this was on Friday when I discovered this app. I started off with fifty-four thousand
0: photos on my phone, and I now have. Thirty-one thousand. Oh my god, this is satisfying. Please make don't don't get like too deletey happy though. Like keep your like old like funny yeah. posy ones because I think they're funny. Yeah, you're I just do you- deletey like multiples and like bad photos.
1: I oh, have yeah, screenshots coming out my ass of like
0: yeah. God knows what.
1: I'm like, why have I screenshotted that? I was always screenshotting the train times to and from like Hove to London. Like, there's so many screenshots of that on it. There's so many screenshots, and I'm like, why have I ever screenshotted oh, this? emails of so various different things? Um, there's duplicates. I mean, I haven't I've basically like deleted all my like bloggy type pictures that I had on my phone because I've still got them on my laptop, i still got them on my blog. Um, and I keep all the holiday ones, I keep ones of like, you know, friends and family, that kind of thing. Um, but I I just I, I do get a bit delete happy I have deleted a lot. But I've gone through everything up to 2017.
0: So I've just got 2018, 2019, 2020 left to do. Oh my god. If there was also an option to like swipe left to like print it i'd be helpful Ooh, okay how, how do apps like this make money though this is why i'm always very skeptical you don't
1: this guy just has like a coffee jar and he's just like hey i just like design this like you can just buy me a coffee on paypal or something to say like, oh thank that's you for cute. this app um which is really super cute and i'm definitely gonna do it it gives you like a progress bar as well so you can see how many you've sorted
0: wow.
1: um and it basically it gives you a daily goal so it, get, it reminds you to do 100 a day. You can set a daily goal. This is to a, very your type of personality. Completely my type of personality. But I realized if I did 100 a day, it was still going to take me like two years to go through. <laughs> so I've taken it a bit more seriously and I just sit there and try and do a month at a time. Like this morning when I woke up, I was like, I'm just going to do March 2018 or whatever. I just went
0: through and did March 2018.
1: Oh my God, um, that sounds yeah, great. It's good. I'm
0: definitely going to get that.
1: Thank you so much for the recommendation. It's amazing. I love Ooh. it. <laughs>
0: okay so we are talking about our teenage years this oh,
1: week
0: oh oh love it very nostalgic <laughs> although my memory as we know is just always terrible but i feel like you're gonna trigger some funny memories okay, off good. for me um good. So should we start with camille's question yeah um she says hey loving this podcast idea i'm curious to know what advice did your friends, sisters, cousins give you about kissing? I was told to turn my tongue <laughs> clockwise. Oh my god, that is so funny.
1: I feel like if I was given any advice, I've
0: like blocked it out of my mind. I mean it was probably
1: that horrific.
0: Yeah, whoever gave Camille advice, I think gave the boy who I first kissed advice to because it was like a washing machine.
1: Uh, literally, I've literally <laughs> In my notes. I said, my notes say for this question, I had no kissing advice, and my first kiss was like a washing machine because of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be the same thing. I don't think I had Terrible. kissing advice. I think I remember like watching films and like thinking, like, what are they doing? Or like sometimes in those films, those like teenage films, they would talk about it. So maybe yeah. I listen to that. I just, I oh, it's awful. I've lost out my memory too. It's such a
1: big thing. I remember. Like, kissing my posters when I was younger. Like, literally kissing my posters on the wall. Like, how disturbing is that? It was, like, Shane from Westlife or something. Like, literally would pretend to have a slow dance (laughs) with my poster and give him a kiss. Oh, my God, that's so lame.
0: It's just awful. I just remember I was so nervous. Like, I was at a friend's, we used to call them, like, evening in. Right. So it was, like, a house party. And then I just met, the whole night, there was always, like, a lead up. The whole night, it was, like... Chris wants to kiss you. 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 So and you talk about it all night, and then it was like the moment when you, we both like walked outside together. Oh my god, I just feel sick thinking about it. <laughs> Awful. I can't believe Gray's gonna be kissing someone one day. You've
1: got to remember as well, like nobody wanted to kiss me. Like I know this. This sounds really dramatic. No, same. But like no one wanted to kiss me. Like I remember year six. So how old are you in year six? Like eleven someone's birthday party there's like a spin the bottle situation there is a boy that I would love to kiss like I would love to kiss this boy (laughs) literally I think it landed on me and him and he just refused it was like (laughs) no I think that happened to me too to be fair you don't horrible I'm really not over exaggerating people like (laughs) men men or boys (laughs) were just like no I'm all right thanks let's skip this round like no thank you I bet they regret that now well, I mean, it wasn't a great time for me. I, it's fine. And I look, I look back. And yeah, my first kiss my first kiss was on. I like pointed out to Mark where it is, and he was like, "Your first kiss was there. It was like on a really busy intersection. Like a really <laughs> busy part of road. And me and this guy. He had a beard by the age of 13 as well let's just like add that in like we were oh. both kind of a misfit situation <laughs> and he um yeah we kissed and it was very washing machiney of course i had lied and told everyone that i had kissed someone on holiday everyone i was like oh i've
0: kissed yeah of course i kissed someone no i hadn't <laughs> no i hadn't and it was terrible it was terrible and also do you remember that feeling when you were younger it's not because you're like not like a nice feeling like when you're an adult and you're like in love with someone but you'd kiss someone and like you'd finish and be like whoa where have I been for like how, how long was that and like where do you know what I mean like the whole so I'm not surprised that yours is on like a busy road you probably could have got like run over for you know because like when you're a teenager and you're kissing like everything around you just like disappears because you're so like scared and nervous about this kiss and it tense. probably lasted quite a long time I, f- I oh, feel yeah. like you had to. You had to feel like it lasted like, a long time. Like, keep going. Like, yeah. now I'm just literally like... like I mean, I God still you, like... Richard's like lucky like if he gets... Yeah, I know. You're you're better at snogging. <laughs> and I quite enjoy it. Mark's like,
1: <laughs> why? And I'm like, I don't
0: know. It's just it's really fun <laughs> to snog.
1: <laughs> but I remember it had to be long. You couldn't just be like, and then be done. It like, wasn't a first kiss. It had but to be like... Who like, ends it? Oh, my...
0: Oh, so horrible and then you walk that. back in the room or in the house and everyone's standing there like they know that you've just gone and kissed and it's so awkward Did and then cheer? all the girls like take you to the side and all the boys go well the boys don't care and the girls are like how was it
1: I think my friends were walking behind and I think they cheered I think there was actually like
0: <laughs> yeah I believe that I think we had some of those with my friends as well <laughs> like finally someone's has kissed her Good grief. it took this man when you had your first kiss I must have been in about like year eight that's not that's not old people at my school
1: were really sexually active Lily like literally I was very I was very behind
0: compared to everyone else maybe I was like what 13 I don't think primary school kids snog baby's year six like I can't imagine him I think it's more when you get into year seven and eight you start snogging
1: yeah, I think, I think it was more official in year seven. When you, but like, I remember there being like more... Pe- there was pecking maybe in like year six.
0: Yeah. You know, it all ha- it's like when you get a period, it all happens at the same time. It's very intense. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God, that was just the first question. Oh, oh my, my word, God. what are we going to end up revealing today? Tanya asks... First gigs. Mine was busted with McFly supporting. Still listen to McFly now. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be one of those moments where Lily has a really cool one and I have a really terrible one.
0: No, well, I don't even have like a first gig because my dad worked in music. I used to go to concerts all the time, like from a really young age. So like, I don't remember what my first proper concert was, but the first like one I went to on my own as a teenager without my parents, I think I went with Jake to an Usher concert. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> but it was like a proper, well, I think because I'd done Spice Girls and stuff with my friends and my parents took us, maybe, I can't remember the exact one. It probably was Spice Girls, but I just really remember this one with Jake because we went alone and like, he oh, was probably 16, I was probably 14 or something. And it was like one of those proper stadium concerts. Oh, wow. Do you just remember that feeling of just going to a stadium concert and just being terrified? Like that noise of everyone... Chi- like the, it would start and everyone would scream and you'd be like, Aah! like I just found it so scary. Like you'd have a little neon light or whatever, like a flashy yeah. thing that you'd made your dad spend like 20 quid on. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so scary. Oh. <laughs> what about you?
1: So if we're talking ones that I was accompanied to, then mm. it was Steps at the Brighton Centre. Oh yeah, I remember this. The Brighton Centre was actually like really quite good for kind of crap pop gigs. Everyone who was like a crappy pop star went there, which was brilliant. <laughs> and, and I actually ended up going with my uncle, which sounds very Miranda Sings. But my uncle just really liked steps as well. So also, just... If you
0: know your uncle, then it's not weird yeah. because I yeah. can imagine that. <laughs> yeah,
1: He took me to my first gig, which is so funny when I think about it now. Um, so the Brighton Fend had lots of concerts and also at Preston Park, which is our local like big park. That's where Pride is now. There used to be Party in the Park with Southern FM. Seven FM and there was all sorts of bands there and it was amazing you didn't need a ticket you just went to the park and there was like
0: Westlife it that was amazing cool. it was at like the 90s were a good time for free concerts did you ever used to go to London and go to like Wembley or any of the well, big ones yes
1: I did go to Wembley and actually <laughs> Tanya my first gig unaccompanied without adults was also busted <laughs> with <the> McFly supporting <laughs> And I went with my sister and my parents parked in the car
0: park outside and waited for oh, us. bless them. Oh, my God. My parents wouldn't even drop me and it's like 20 minutes up the road. <laughs>
1: they sat, they so sat in the sweet. car park. And they like came out apparently just to like listen to a bit of it from like the outside. <laughs> and they went back to the car. And I was with my sister and I'm quite a, like I like to dance. So I want to move. My sister does not. So my sister just stood like... Like a statue <laughs> <laughs> two hours watching this concert whilst I was like, <laughs> what? Get into it, Megan. Come on, get into it. my sister was just like,
0: no, I'm okay. <laughs>
1: so so there you funny. go, Target. Maybe we were at the same
0: gig. How crazy is that? <laughs> Katie asked, first time properly drunk where you instantly regretted it? I really remember this. Okay, give me your story for this. So you have to remember my sisters are seven and 10 years older than me. So at Carly, Carly's 10 years older than me, at her 25th birthday party, okay. she rented a floor at a club called Sahara Nights in King's Cross. <laughs> oh my God, if anyone remembers this club, please write on the Facebook group because that'd be really funny. It was around for like a good few years and it was always the place to go for your birthday. Um, So I was 15. Right. Um, And my dad took me, my friend Gemma, my friend Jake, and... I don't know if he stayed or if he dropped us off and came back later. But I mean, I don't remember much because the point is I got so <laughs> drunk. Like Carly's friends were like buying us drinks. I don't know why. <laughs> they, maybe they thought they'd be like the cool older sister friends. I mean, so drunk. And on the way home, my dad had to pull over the car and I threw up. Um, I remember exactly where it was. It was in Camden and I was throwing up a, under a tree and he just said to me, that's why you don't drink. He you know, was <gasps> so mean even like give me a hug he was like well see that's what happens when you get drunk isn't it and I was like I was so scared of throwing up it was awful um I'm pretty sure like Gemma and Jake were just like snogging in the back seat inappropriately or something as well it was just it was the whole thing was just mortifying (laughs) it was awful (laughs) I really remember it
1: oh my god that's a very yeah that sounds like a very vivid memory for you
0: yeah because I was like really really drunk it was just awful what about you see I I think because
1: no, I was so terrified of being sick. Like me and Lily are both like that. But I was so terrified, I'd always like put i push myself to the limit, but then I would like know where my limit was and I'd be like, okay, it's time to stop. So I think I was actually like quite a boring um child in that kind of or like not child, quite a boring teenager in that kind of way. I mean I knocked back a few Bacardi breezes and a few Smirnoff Ices, some VKs. It was hard for me to get alcohol. This is the thing. like, I didn't have any older sisters. Yeah, I didn't really totally have any different. local older cousins. So it was quite hard to have access to it, quite frankly. But the people from my Saturday job, when I had a Saturday job, they were older than me. I was 16. They would go out and get some for me and then I'd hide it in my cupboard. And I saw this TikTok the other day of like, when you're trying to get out of the house, but your your bag is just full of
0: alcohol and it's all like clinking <laughs> <Plinking>. together. <laughs> I'm just like, like, oh, I'm just going around my friend's house. And it's like, click, 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 click. Yeah, we used to have one of those drawstring, like Nike copycat bags. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we used to put them in there. You have to like wrap things in
1: like t-shirts and scarves and stuff just to get your <laughs> alcohol out the house, which is ridiculous. So my first time being like sick through alcohol was when I was at uni and it was just horrible. But I do, I remember being tipsy. I remember going to parties and like someone would leave and ultimately like end up getting their stomach pumped and not be able to do their paper round the next day. But it wasn't me because I
0: was a loser. Oh, just, this, this, it's an older sister thing. Like, I my parents were very laid back, which I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not. But like, being able to go and also things were so different then. Like, I was 15 and going clubbing. Like now, That's I just insane. I can't imagine. I can't imagine it's that easy now. Like, I remember I got my belly button pierced when I was 16 and went straight out to a club called Backpackers <laughs> in King's Cross and like was like dancing on tables with my new belly button piercing and with my fake SDA travel id like what that i just can't imagine that like it was so easy then whereas then, now i'm sure they have to like show passports and stuff and drive and you sports. have to like have things stand and, yeah like, whether good it's i'm air. glad it is but also it was quite good that i got it out of my system early because by the time i went to uni i was like over it oh yes, yeah, see i think i had my like crazier years in uni because yeah. i was like right okay let's Although, there were loads of people like that at uni. I remember being like, "Oh my god!" It's like they've never had a drink before. Whereas <laughs> I was, was like, me. over it by then.
1: <laughs> that was me. I was like, I only normally have like three Bacardi breezes. So
0: woo. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa says, I have found myself during 2020-2021 revisiting some of the styles and re-watching my favorite shows and movies from when I was in my late teens. This has meant lots of <laughs> listening to Avril Lavigne, my teen idol. I loved Alanis Morissette's new album, and I re-watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer over the first lockdown. I rewatched Legally Blonde too, and I've also bought a load of hairbands that I would have loved to have owned then. Is there anything that you either style or entertainment-wise have found yourself revisiting from your teenage years and loving it again? Lisa, I love this question.
1: Yeah. I love this question because there really is nothing quite like nostalgia.
0: Yeah, oh my God. When me and my friends from primary school get together, like we can't help it. And Rich gets so annoyed. He's like, oh my God, you're talking about primary school again? Because we can't <laughs> help it. Every conversation ends up being us like reminiscing about our childhood. We just can't help it. Um, and we always end up singing that 3LW song and SJ does the little <gasps> rap every time. That
1: actually came up on my time capture on Spotify the other day. And I had it up so loud in the kitchen. And Mark was like, you need to turn this down. And I was just <laughs> like, you know what? No, I'm having a little... I just want this one song. This is one song, please. <laughs> it's such a
0: tune. Baby, such I'm to do-right. A oh, I yeah. love it. I love such a good it. song. But I, there's no way I could actually like start wearing the clothes again that I liked then. Like, oh my God, no. I wish. I used to... I think it's more like the Gen Z. That the people below us—they, they—they've got back into '90s fashion. You know, like crop tops, slightly brown lips, those stretchy choker necklaces. Oh yeah, I couldn't get away with any of them No, 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 we're we're not cool enough for that now. But the the
1: music and the and the entertainment. Yeah, I agree. I have a few on a list here, and I think I probably agree with all of these. Um, the Avril Lavigne "Let Go" album. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah, it reminds me of you. It reminds me of you because of that time that we, we had had a couple of drinks and we just laid in bed. This sounds really weird. We were sharing a room. It was like at an event. We were sharing a room. We just laid in bed and we just sung our rule of E. Things I'll Never Say. Oh, it's so good. So good. good. I want to say that the Britney Spears Oops I Did It Again album is really brilliant. It's the one where she's on the front cover and it's all kind of gold and purple. And she's like a gold and purple curtain. And there's a brilliant song called What You See Is What You Get that she never released. And it's brilliant. What you see is what you get. Have a listen. It's, it's fab. <laughs> I'm really into the Destiny Child Survivor album. Oh, yeah. And also, it was the songs that they didn't release are brilliant.
0: When I hear that, I literally get like butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, I just feel like a teenager again.
1: And it's also, someone reminded me and they were like, it's the bits in between the songs. It's like, yeah, it's a little intro. I will survive.
0: Yeah. Yes, Yes. that was fabulous. Oh my God. I remember all of those bits. All those bits. Even there's like a prayer at the end and I
1: like know all the words to it. Like it's just so good. Dangerously in Love one is a classic. The Emotions cover. Oh yeah, that's a great one. (laughs) That was the one. Whenever me and my friends were trying to sing seriously, I put that in inverted commas, we would try and sing the first bit of the Emotions cover. (laughs) And also I just want to say the MTV stuff was... Gold like this era for NTV. Newlyweds. Did you ever watch Newlyweds with Nick and the Jessica? Jess- yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just want to say there is the whole series on YouTube. Have I watched it in the last year of my life? Yeah, have we have rewatched the whole thing. It's- I love the Ashley Simpson one as well. <laughs> Literally next on my list, Lily, the Ashley Simpson show. Oh my god! If you were my autograph. My autobiography. Brilliant. Ryan Cabrera and her and their relationship. I just
0: <laughs> love
1: it. I love that era of MTV. It was the best. What it's, about they've, you?
0: They've started adding all those shows back onto Netflix, like Sister Sister, Keenan yes. McHale. Yes. I loved Sister Sister. Oh, Sister Sister was so good. Have you got any others on your list? Not really, like, I think, feel like you covered all the specifics. <laughs> I just wrote, maybe this is like completely like, not reading the question properly or not but I just feel like in terms of like reliving teenage days and things I feel like so much of my job I'm like finding a way to relive my teenage like hobbies but in like an adult job way like I was obsessed with scrapbooking and like making albums and like things like that and I don't think I could ever like not do things like that so I feel like I found a way to have a job where I'm kind of doing that like when i sit and edit photos and do things like that i'm like oh i feel like i'm scrapbooking that's what makes me like happy Isn't like that... sitting and doing things like that that's so funny it was it's like that it's the action of curation yes you were curating
1: things yeah. back then and like you now curate things in a different
0: way really i would love cool. to just sit with like a big scrapbook and stick things i can't wait till grade at <laughs> the age where i can like do that with her that's like my favorite thing get out the pva glue oh my god that's so fun <laughs> yeah
1: because asks compared to your peers at school were you ahead of them in terms of doing adult things like dating boys drinking etc or were you late bloomers I definitely played with beanie babies and was still making pillow forts until I was 13 years old I know what you're gonna say and you know what I'm gonna say I think we do we were were we opposites on this
0: yeah well apart from (laughs) having older sisters I also all of my best friends were older than me like Jake was two years older than me, Hannah was a year older than me. So yeah, I was definitely always ahead. I don't know if my personality matched, but yeah, I, I just, I really remember I went on something called like Israel tour when I was 16, where you go to Israel for a month and me and Gemma, I just remember all the girls like asking us a million questions because we'd like, were oh. more ahead in life than Oh, that. I see. <laughs> and oh, God, please, I really hope my mom's not listening to this podcast. But anyway, yeah, I definitely remember like always... I think I think doing things first not oh. like not first out of my cuz like Hannah would do things first but out of like my year group see I was definitely
1: on the other end of the spectrum i desperately wanted to be this developed i des- trust me i wanted these things to happen like i would go to the lilies of the world and i'd take notes i'd be like right you tell tell me what's up like tell me what i need to do i want to know but
0: there was no one that was interested in doing these things with me i feel like so that really sums up our relationship to. now still yeah, <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> so you tell me everything <laughs>
1: No, it's definitely it wasn't through lack of trying or lack of want. it was a lack of um supplies i guess
0: and yeah i just
1: couldn't i wish i could but i couldn't but now you know what it's funny like now i'm quite grateful like with this kind of questions further on i'm going more into this but i'd say my parents were quite strict i was like the first grandchild that, like their eldest daughter like they've only got me and my sister and my sister was younger and other people were allowed to go to this thing called Nappy Night, which was a local club night at one of the clubs and it was for under 16s only or something. Honestly, shit went down at Nappy Night. Like it really <laughs> went down. You hear the stories and you're like, oh, that is so scandalous. I can't believe that actually happened at Nappy Night. And I was so desperate to go. My parents were like, "Absolute, like, no. They're like, is Mel going? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, you can't go either. I was like, Okay. <laughs> like me and Mel was so desperate to go and we just weren't allowed because our parents were quite strict and now I look back and I'm like thank god I didn't go to nappy night like <laughs> oh my word <laughs> it's that happened there? anyone from Brighton like did go to nappy night please tell me if a crazy name things actually night. happened nappy it, night. but everyone was so obsessed with going and I just wasn't allowed and now I look back and I'm like oh my god I, I totally understand from my parents point mm. of view but I thought I thought it was horrible of them at the time. You know, <laughs> teenage, teenage
0: teenagers, man. No oh word. <laughs> Haley asks, "Is there an outfit or clothing piece from your teens that you still have and wear from time to time?" I still have the juicy couture pants with the juicy on the butt that I sleep in. Oh my god, I would be so <laughs> jealous That's of you, Haley. I was desperate for a juicy couture tracksuit. I had Haley, loads of my friends had them. I never had one. I was so jealous.
1: Haley, to have the pants with the juicy on juicy. The butt. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that is that was so good to me.
0: To still fit in it. Yes. I mean, even if I had something for my teenage days, there was no chance. I was tiny, no chance I would fit into it.
1: <laughs> That's what I've written in my notes as well. It says, I don't, and I wish I still fitted into it. <laughs>
0: No, oh the earliest thing I have that I kept was like the dress I wore on my graduation. I don't think I have yeah. anything for my teenage days, which is sad. But um, I think it was all just Topshop stuff. It was all very like nothing worth keeping, like baggy trousers, baggy jeans. Maybe I should have kept my UFOs and jungles because um, they were quite expensive. But like loads of vest tops. That's all I wore. Yeah, I was kind of, now you've said your graduation dress,
1: you've reminded me that I have got, it was a Topshop dress that I wore for my 18th. And it was a bit... It was a bit of a corseted top. It was like a bit of a gold, kind of metallic, corseted top with it was from Topshop. I think it cost 40 pounds. And I was like, 40 effing pounds. <laughs> like, this was me like really going all out and like spending <laughs> like my, my mother care pay packet. Um and it had kind of a black, like a bit of a kind of puffy out like skirt on it. And oh my I, god, I feel like I can imagine it. I still have that. Um and I fitted into it a couple of years ago. I'm not sure I want to attempt it with, you know, the lockdown pounds. Um, and, and like at the back, Mark was like, I was just like, just fold, just fold the back in. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just fold up the back flaps and just like zip it <laughs> over the top. He was like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have anything for my teenagers. But I do have a little, I have an anecdote that I've written down. It was all about... Really low slung jeans, like cubic yeah. hair jeans. Yeah, baggy as well.
0: I used to call it the penis line. <laughs> the penis line. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. what you, I mean. Mean you could see, yeah,
1: yeah. It was it was, it was that. hot for boys and girls. So yeah, it was all about like low slung jeans, and I really, really wanted to save up for this Miss Sixty skirt. It was red patent leather. I'd seen it in a magazine somewhere, and the belt. Was actually wider than the skirt. It, it had like a big belt and then it was a little tiny skirt. And it was so short that it had pants in the skirt. <laughs> this is how short this I, I mean, where did I think I was wearing a bright red I would have painted that out. leather tiny mini skirt to? But I remember seeing it and I was like, right, I'm gonna save up for this. Like, yeah. I am gonna say- I mean, I never did, thank God. But I look back and I'm like, my parents. <laughs> me, it's like a 15. Well, I didn't have
0: enough money to save up for a oh 15 God. year old. But
1: my word, what was I thinking?
0: I had the shortest denim skirt. I remember I like cut one of my Topshop denim skirts that like you said, so you can like see your pants and like, it's so tiny. It almost looks like a belt. I also had my <laughs> 60 jeans. That I got in a sample sale. The oh ones that have the poppers all the way outside. You can like unpop them all the way to your like thighs. Wow. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> fashion
1: was it wasn't a good time we do have another question about fashion though and i'm, I'm interested to see if we have the same quick like answer for this question kimberly, kimberly asks who were your fashion icons
0: as teens i mean it, it, i could only think of one yeah. mel from all saints really oh my god i just wanted that's all i wanted to wear baggy trousers a jump around the waist like a tight cropped vest top those like shell trainers Yes. you know with the yeah. shell fronts that's yeah, it that was my like look
1: really see i've mm. got i think i've got kind of a progression here like i think where it started and like how it's going well not how it's <laughs> going but summer from the oc
0: she was oh kind that's of... too late for me i think i was much older by then
1: see i think i must have been about 14
0: Maybe. Right.
1: And that was like a ladylike surfer girl phase. It was kind of the Nicole Richie, like boho skirt. Kind oh, of, yes. You know. Oh, my God. Yeah, rah-rah skirts. I had one from Primark. It was brown. Brown.
0: Yeah. That's funny. I had brown one Did you? It was, yeah, it was yeah. very cool to have like brown and then the big kind of belts. Yes, the big round belts. And also I had yes. this train these boots from like Shelley's, I don't even know what Shelley's is but I just remember them calling them the Shelly boots they were like slouchy boots you'd always wear them with your Rara skirt
1: slouchy boots I had another yeah. they were from Primark as well with um tassels yes yes yeah I wore them so much they ended up getting holes in them and I wore them at <laughs> I wore them to uni and yeah they ended up like getting so wet and damp and they were horrible then I definitely had an Ashley Simpson kind of rocker girl phase oh yeah I had a sequin bolero I don't know where oh. I was from. Wow. <laughs> but I, really, I thought if I wore kind of the outfits that you're wearing, you were talking about with a sequin bolero, I was like, this is my, I'm edgy. I'm edgy. Then the heels came out in 2016. So there was definitely the Lauren Conrad, like,
0: hairband, baggy jeans, vest tops with a Chanel bag. Oh, right. You're definitely more influenced by the American Yeah, style. isn't that, that
1: I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, they're all American. Yeah.
0: I really loved watching TV. I really loved MTV.
1: This is what this is what this shows. But I mean, where did I ever think I was gonna get a Chanel bag
0: from? At the age of sixteen, I've got no idea. Oh, I had one of those um handbags that was like lots of denim material like stuck all over it. Oh, that's do you cool. remember those? I think they were called, I think the like expensive ones were called cream bags, but I had like a rip-off one from Camden Market. That it wasn't kukai. No, oh my god, anything
1: from Kuk- Morgan I loved. Oh, I never actually owned anything from Morgan in my life, but we'd walk past the Morgan shop and be like, swoon, and <laughs> we went fast. <laughs> that and Kukai,
0: oh my word, how funny. Glass God, I from love, I need to see some fun, like teenage photos of you. I would absolutely love to see them. I'll send you some. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> Rosa asks, where did you get your sex education from? I remember that I was reading the Q&A part of some magazines. We had I am Popcorn and Bravo here in Hungary. And later on, of course, Cosmopolitan. My mom did not tell me much. She was a bit like Mrs. Bridgerton, a bit of exaggeration, but you get it. And I remember when I got my first period, I thought that the thin sanitary pad is what I have to use. I guess Lily had some info from her sisters, but what about you, Anna? See i so I I had no help from my sisters.
1: <laughs> did you not yeah I was gonna say like is that assumption correct like yeah, I think is that I think when got you're your sex
0: education from I think when you're closer in age, maybe, but like when I was say I got my period at like 12 or 13, Carly was at uni, she's was 22, 23. She wasn't even yeah. living at home. So she was no use. And Jojo, sorry, Jojo was just like the most rebellious, insane teenager who just locked herself <laughs> in her bedroom and like did not, she was like, go away, you're so annoying. So like that, she was not, not helpful at all. <laughs> so I felt like a bit like an only child at times um, at that sort of early teenage age. So my sisters definitely did not help me. And um, bless them, I love my family, but we're not like very open and talky and like I don't think I like went to my mum for things um so I did not learn any of that from like my family like Hannah taught me everything I know about everything like so literally good you everything had, it's so good that you had that friend that was a little bit older that could oh my god a year older than me lived next door like I don't know what it makes me panic like Wolf well, Grey doesn't have someone <laughs> like that because that's all I know like what do you do without it so <laughs> I can ask what you what you do without it because I don't think I had a Hannah in my life. Yeah I mean I just looked at the back of the box on the tampon box and helped (laughs) like learn stuff. (laughs) So what about you? So I'm I'm
1: kind of the same with my family like love my family's bits but we're not like a open sexy talky kind of family that's not something I wish to discuss with my parents nor they wish to discuss with me which is completely fair enough. So mine all came from school. I actually think school did a pretty good job. There was a video that we watched in year six that apparently they're still watching year six now. has the naked man and the naked woman in. Do you remember this one? And they like walk down the (laughs) hallway. Yes,
0: I think I do actually. That's really funny.
1: There you go. It was like such, it was like, oh my God, next week we're going to watch the naked man and the naked lady like video. (laughs) Like you ready? Like everyone was so excited. Everyone's buzzed at school (laughs) to watch this video. So that's year six. That that kicks in and we had like sex education. We went to... Secondary school. <laughs> Sorry, but do you think they're doing that on Zoom at the moment? <laughs> Lol, know. that'd be so funny. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently it's still a thing. That you know, I have I have friends who work in junior schools, and they're like, "Yep, I still have to do that." And then in secondary school, we had quite. I remember having quite extensive sex education actually, and there was a little box, and you could like write a question and put it in the box, and then the teacher would open up the box and like answer all the questions. And we didn't hold back. Like the people in my class, like some of the things that would come, they're things that like even now I've kind of forgotten what they are, like golden shower, rainbow shower, <laughs> like all these like things. They're like, sir, what's a golden shower or something? And the teacher was just like, oh my word. They were quite Gosh. extreme. So I feel like a lot, like the majority of my sex education came from school and friends and peers. As I mentioned, I was desperate to do all these things, but sadly wasn't able to. But like the girls spoke in the changing rooms, like there was reenactments, you know, like there was literally like, this is how you do it, ladies. And actually it was, it was quite helpful when the time came. But when, when I was younger, I was really obsessed with my children's encyclopedia. Did you have a children's encyclopedia? Absolutely no <laughs> way.
0: No, I okay. did not.
1: I'm really like opening my, my boffin self up here. but I had amazing. A, Having children's encyclopedia that had a whole section about like sex, you know, like what it was, like sex, pregnancy, all these types of things, and I would, I'd literally like, I'd study it as though it was for a test. I'd be like, right, okay,
0: that's amazing. That goes in there, and oh, okay, cool. Oh my god, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember ever actually learning about it. Like, I think you're right in primary school. I think they talk about it a bit, and then I went to a really stuck-up girls' school for secondary school, so they were so like what's the word where you're like you know we talk about sex prude yeah so we do not really talk about it and i think i yeah i learned there was like a girl at my school who was like a bit more advanced but she'd talk about things a lot and then on like summer camp where it was like mixed girls and boys people would talk about it a lot but yeah i don't really ever remember like learning i swear i'm still learning now i'm like oh interesting (laughs) (laughs) i'm like no one teaches you these things (laughs) no i agree
1: it's just i was i really just wanted the knowledge i was just like i'm just ready for the knowledge like let me take notes please
0: Uh, of course you took notes (laughs) that is hilarious that is so
1: funny (laughs) Samantha asks love this topic what magazine did you beg your mum to get you from the shop every single week i always wanted miz and bliss but top of the pops magazine was a good one too and did you ever get those magazines that you'd buy every week or every month and you'd collect different things with them? This is probably more before teenagers. as mine was Rugrats magazine that had binders and stickers, et
0: cetera. Oh my God. I was obsessed with magazines. I don't remember like being loyal to one. I remember every time my mom would go food shopping, I'd just ask for one. And I used to like make my own version and use like smarty lids as like the free gift. Cute. Um, but I've, I, I I, went to the loft this morning. I went up to <gasps> our loft Especially to get this, because I was like, this is gonna be funny. I've got a sugar magazine here. <laughs> Look oh at this. my word. This is so like the a reason, blast from the past. The reason I've got this is because can you see who's on it? Takeisha! <laughs> <Yeah>. She's, <laughs> She's on the front, front cover. Magazine. Because our friend, I'll just I'll never forget this. This is year five. And SJ's brother-in-law was like working in media and they needed a model for one of the stories. So Keisha did it and I kept it like all these years. So I thought it'd be funny to like see what, I mean, I don't know what year it was, but if you're good at maths, I was born in 87 and I was in year five when this came out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's so funny. I can't believe like some of the stuff that's written about in this magazine. It says on the front cover, amazing true stories. I mean, it really covers quite a, a lot here. very intense okay so these are quotes okay i was addicted to solvents i was haunted by my nan wow my boyfriend my boyfriend was a rent boy my sister was murdered by a rapist i met my dad when i was 18 i was skewered by a scaffolding (laughs) that final one wow
1: that really
0: really confrontation corner why have you dumped me stop telling me what to wear celeb lookalikes we're posh and becks jessica simpson why sex can wait see jessica simpson she's there again she's there again it is so funny stop telling me what to wear like a girl who's like angry at her boyfriend um it really is it's quite good actually i I mean it covers a lot in here jessica Simpson double page spread it was quite groundbreaking in like what they covered in those magazines i mean it's so funny though looking at like the photos i wish i could show you properly Oh my God, I love it. You
1: got some Beck's lookalike. Look at this. Okay, the David Beckham alike actually does quite look like David Beckham, but the posh one, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no okay. Look at Keisha. Oh, she literally gets a double page spread. Oh, I'm oh so she's proud. so beautiful cute.
0: That started her modeling career. Anyway, I just thought it was very funny that I've still got Sugar Magazine after all of these years. I love were that. you Were you also into the magazines?
1: Oh, 100%. All of the magazines that Samantha mentioned. Yeah. Miz, Bliss. I did really, really enjoy Top of the Pops. And I had that for many, many years. Many years. I, it was like a stack in the corner yeah. of my room. It, it was cool to stack them. Yeah. It was cool to like have every single issue. I've always loved magazines. Like ever since I was basically born, my grandma would get me the Play Days magazine. <laughs> which was so cute and she'd bring all of the all of the things we needed for that week's crafting project around the house <laughs> and she'd craft every week with us the thing from the play days magazine so and her thing was always like i'll, I'll pay for a magazine subscription for you because she she wanted us to like read and learn all that kind of stuff wow. and then i was like i want some of the pops magazine please <laughs> that's
0: but, so yeah. sweet no I,
1: I love all of those magazines so good
0: Lauren asked, did you ever just want to be an adult? I remember thinking I was a lot older in my head and it was a case of just biding time until <laughs> my age met my mindset. I love that. I kind of I get think... that feeling. I kind of yeah. get it. But then I also remember being really aware of like feeling young and annoying as well. Cause I used to hang out with people so much older than me. Like when I was t- with my parents and their friends, I remember thinking like, Lily, you're talking too much. Like, stop talking so much. You seem so young. Like I remember my like internal monologue, like trying so hard to like fit in and be older. But I think I definitely felt older. And actually, I think feel like I should have just enjoyed my like youth a bit more. Yeah, like being a kid is is everything. It's such a
1: roller coaster of emotions, and you you want to be older, but then you don't want any of the stress that comes with being older. Like it's, it's such a strange mix. But I, I definitely didn't. I didn't feel. Like Lauren explains that she feels like she was biding her time. Like that's, I don't think I felt like that. But no. I definitely felt so excited and so ready to be an adult. I remember thinking that 17, like if I ever met someone who was 17,
0: I just thought,
1: wow, oh my
0: gosh, like you're such an amazing age. I can't wait to be 17. That was such an exciting age. Like when you can like learn to drive. When I passed yeah. my driving test, I suddenly, I remember when I passed my driving test and I was allowed to just go out myself in a car and I just was like this is mental I feel so grown up I went to pick up my friend and we like drove somewhere and I was like this is just completely wild it's like I that.
1: arrived yeah my friend I I was terrible at driving and didn't pass my test till I was about 22 23 but my friend Mel passed her test and she had a little Fiat Punto, and we'd like drive around on a Friday afternoon when we'd finish sick form and go into town and spend like 10 pounds on God knows what, and just think that we were living our
0: best lives. I literally yeah. thought like this is this is the life.
1: Like yeah. I, well, I think it was up. the
0: life. Because you're like Probably still at home was. and like getting stuff paid for you, but you also have like freedom. We have <laughs> if you best. have a Saturday job, you have disposable income. You're like she yeah.
1: had disposable income. I was like, This is amazing. So, like, Forty
0: quid every week to spend on whatever I wanted. <laughs> it
1: was it was amazing. Yeah. So I, I definitely get that. Me and Mel, did we start packing for uni basically a year before we went? Yes. Laura asks, interested to know how you both were with your crushes. I'm super introverted always have been, but when it came to boys, I always told it like it was. Actually told the boy I had a huge crush on in freshman year that I liked him. Obviously on instant messenger, not in person, and was super nonchalant about it. Still shocked at myself over that. We did have a thing for a bit, but it didn't really go anywhere. Also AOL or MSN Messenger? Not sure which one was more popular in the UK, but
0: MSN is what we used. Oh my God, we totally used MSN. Oh, absolutely. I spent hours like every day after school on it and be like, A- ASL, age, sex, location? <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> but did you talk to anyone you didn't know? No.
1: No. Yeah, we just spoke to people from school. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, how, how was I with my crush? Okay, so I was... Like, in love with a boy in your six. I think I was quite shy. But, yes. like, flirty. Oh, flirty shy. Oh, I'm shy. Don't look at me. Have I ever told the story of when I, like, almost killed him? <laughs> <laughs> no. There was this boy I fancied. And we all went to the park together. There was probably about ten of us. And, you know, there's, like, flying foxes you, like, sit on and you swing You know, you like put your legs around it and then you like swing and it hits the tire and it swings back. That's called a flying fox. And I was like pushing him on that and like all our friends were to the side, like chatting away. And I think I just like try and show off. So I like try to do it really hard and like push him so hard and he flung off it and he like hit his head on the pole and like collapsed and was like unconscious. And I was like, oh my God, I've killed him. I've killed him. I love him and I've killed him. And like all my friends, I was like, help. And And we were there with his like, I think he, he had like a, his younger sister had like an au pair or something that was with us <laughs> and she had to phone an ambulance and he had to go off in an ambulance, Anna. It was awful. That's, that's, really that's what I was like with my crushes. Like Were you That sums me up. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, he's never going to fancy me now. And did, did Where did that end No, off? everyone always fancied Keisha, no matter oh, what yeah. anyway. So that yeah. was just how it was. Um, yeah, I think I was pretty much quite awkward
1: with yeah. my crushes.
0: I think I was... I think when I was younger, I was quite awkward. Sorry,
1: I just looked out the window and there's literally a squirrel just like, it's like it's on a trampoline <laughs> and it's on, it's, on, it's on a branch of a tree. And it's like, <laughs> you having a good time there. Right, good for you. Um, I think when I was younger, I definitely was awkward. And then when I was in years 10 and 11, our school was split into an upper school and a lower school. So when we were in years 10 and 11, we were on a separate campus with sick form kids. So you weren't with all the like young kids anymore. And they sort of moved our classes around a bit. And I wasn't with all my girlfriends anymore. I was put in classes with loads of my guy friends. And I think that was huge for me. It was because of the GCSEs that I'd picked. They were like different from my friends. So I was kind of split up from my friends that I'd obviously see in like playtime, whatever. Recreation time, whatever it was called. But then during my classes, I was just one of the boys. I was like one of the lads. And I think that was such... A good thing for me, and it was like a really important moment in my development. And that, like, I had guy friends, like so many guy friends, and I just I'd sit with my guy friend John, I'd sit with my guy friend Ali. Like in biology, I was the only girl, and it it was kind of nice. I kind of liked that. I think that really helped helped me not be so awkward around Mm. guys. Be like, oh, they're just as weird as us girls, and it allowed me to like have quite a lot of male friendships. And I thought that that was like actually
0: really good. It must be so different going to a mixed school because my secondary school was girls. So like it, on the weekends it was just all about boys, or like people would have boys pick them up from school <gasps> and it would be this whole exciting thing. But then I like, obviously didn't make a difference because I like lived with boys at uni and I was always much more comfortable around boys as well, like on the weekends.
1: That's interesting. But I think
0: Yeah, but I do think with some people who go to girls' schools, it makes them like even more like, oh my god, about boys. I mean, I was boy crazy anyway, and I was surrounded by boys all day. Do you know, I think I would have been like yeah. on another
1: level. I, th- I've, I feel, I feel good that I went to like I was mixed with boys and yeah. able to have like friendships and stuff. But yeah, it was all about MSN. You come back, you chat to everyone that you saw all day at school for for another like three, four <laughs> it's hours. It's just So dinner.
0: different, isn't it? How can we ever relate to our children? Like when our teenage days are just like alien now. I know.
1: I know. So funny um relana asks lily as a mother what are you planning to teach slash do or provide for gray when she is at this weird age and has troubles with topics like diet culture
0: um, body image sexuality it's quite terrifying really because like now as a parent it's all very like logistical yeah but like I mean, I freak out about weird things. Like what if she wants to go to fun, like those dodgy fun fairs and like go on crazy rides. Like (laughs) that sort of stuff freaks me out. Like keeping her safe freaks me out. Cause I wasn't like, I might've been a bit rebellious in some ways, but I was always quite sensible. I was always like text my parents or tell them when I'm coming home. And like, I I was very, I had respect. I think that's really important. It's like, even if I was getting drunk when I was 15, like I always had respect for my parents and I was never rude and like that rebellious. Um, So I think for me, the most important thing, and which is something I didn't really have with my parents is to like, make sure that she feels really comfortable that she can come and talk to me whenever. I'm not entirely sure like how you do that, but I guess you just set the tone by starting conversations and making her like aware that we can chat about certain things. Like I don't necessarily want to be her person. Like I think it's good for her to have her version of Hannah and people. Like she doesn't have to tell me everything, but I want her to know that she like can. Yeah, And, like, ask me questions even if they sound really silly or embarrassing. So that's really important. Things like teaching her about periods, like, before she gets one. So she's not like, oh, my God, what is this? Yeah. Like, just, like, making it a normal thing. Um, although saying that, oh, my God, she keeps watching me. Like, it's so hard because she's in the bathroom. She'll, like, watch me put a tampon in. And I'm, like, <laughs> pretty sure a toddler shouldn't watch that. Like, I don't want her to learn these things. Like, ugh. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, and then things like makeup and hair removal like I think about it sometimes because she watches me do my makeup all the time I just want her to to teach her that it's like it's fun yeah and that to, if she's gonna do all these things like do it I'll help you I'll teach you how but like do it for yourself and do it because it's fun like don't ever feel like you have to do it or like you're ever doing it to please other people so again I think it's just like conversations like that yeah um and then like body wise I think Rich will come in really handy for this but like teaching her that healthy body is all about like what's inside, like teaching yeah. her more about like healthy heart and exercise so that hopefully she'd be less conscious of like how she looks yeah. body-wise. Um, and just talking a lot about mental health. Again, like just open conversations. And then the final thing, and which is something I've noticed, cause obviously I've got mainly nephews and I've got one niece. And it's so interesting to see how naturally people just say different things to her than they do to the boys they comment on what she eats differently to how like the boys eat and her body shape and her hair. And I just think like, I I want to be quite strict with like the language that people use Mm -hmm. around grey and not be embarrassed to say like, oh, please don't say that. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Because it's, I think that's important. And like, not saying like, oh my God, you ate all your food, you greedy little girl. Like, that's not greedy. It's a good thing. Yeah, she she has a healthy appetite. It's subtle little words, I think. They just... But then saying all of that, my parents did none of that and I turned out fine. So yeah, I also don't want to overthink it. Yeah,
1: uh, All of the things that you've said that kind of relate to like
0: the final question from Pauline who asks, what are the things
1: you want to keep from your parents' way of handling teenagers? And what are some that you don't think would apply slash would work for you in your future <laughs>
0: raging
1: and moody teenagers? I'm no near having kids myself, but I'm already terrified about the prepubescent slash teenager phase. It kind of relates to what you're saying. Like... Mm. Are there things that you would keep from your upbringing and things that you would
0: change? It sounds like somewhere in between your upbringing and my upbringing would be perfect because I do think with some people, I think if it's, if you're super strict, like I think your parents are lucky with that, how you've turned <laughs> up. I think it can go the other way. Like you feel like, oh my God, if you're only allowed to eat chocolates on the weekend, then you become obsessed with chocolate. Like, yeah. so I, I don't want to be too strict. I like that my parents had like a certain laid back style because it made me just more relaxed about things. Like nothing was like a big deal. I wasn't desperate to do anything. Um, but then I also think that like you can't be too laid back I a very yeah. third child over here. So and especially when it comes to like homework and schoolwork, um, I wanna try and like be more helpful with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but what about you?
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting everything that you were saying, because I feel the same as Pauline. Like the idea of having children and then them being teenagers is terrifying to me yeah. and it's a hard con if I'm honest in the like in the <laughs> pro and con of having children I say it's to Mark all the time I'm like baby's cute like lovely and then I'm like oh when they get to 10 and they're like why why and they're asking loads of questions oh and then I'm like and then they're a teenager and they're having loud sex in the room next to you I just like, or can't. saying like, I hate you I wish I was never born <laughs> yeah. you imagine if your parent child said that's you <gasps> oh, I just God. can't like for me that's a hard con <laughs> like, I find that Aspect really terrifying. It really turns me off. So I, I find that really fascinating. What Pauline was saying, and I totally agree with what you're saying. There's a level of strictness and respect that yeah. my pet, par- like it, it really made me respect them. Like I didn't come home and vom everywhere, like because I'd got drunk, because I knew that my parents would, like, really be super annoyed at me. And neither did my sister. My sister never did this either. So like, there's that level of respect that I would love to emulate like yeah I've written like how, how I didn't get super I got super drunk at uni and not at home like I had that level of like I really don't want to piss these people off I really respect them and I care about what they think but I do think there's more of an openness around our generation and I'd love our future kids to feel more comfortable discussing these kinds of things with me exactly what you mm. said really like I don't have these types of conversations with my parents about sex drugs alcohol like Thoughts and feelings and emotions completely, and my parents are really super accepting. So I know yeah. that if I ever needed to talk to them about my sexuality or something like that, there'd be no judgment. It's not like yeah. they were judging in that kind of way. But I um, i would like there to be more, more communication, and for for our children to feel comfortable. I guess, yeah, a little bit
0: more comfortable discussing those things. But it's hard.
1: It's in the moment as well. How do you remember these things in the moment? <laughs>
0: yeah exactly and also there's like a big gap in my knowledge when it comes to things like drugs and i'm terrified (laughs) always i say to rich i'm like if our like kids like start dabbling with drugs like i won't actually know what to say what to (laughs) help or or what anything is so like great thanks my parents for making sure that i didn't get into drugs but now what do i do if my kids do (laughs) like i don't know it's just i think my parents had like a underlying they never said this but like they were like if you're gonna do these things like do it at home like it's horrible that I'd like get drunk and come home and throw up, but like at least I was there at home and I wasn't like somewhere. Like, I'd rather my kids like come home to the safety of our house and like just do it. At you home, know what? My friend had that. My
1: friend had a mum that was very, um, very like, do, if you're going to do it, just do it here. Like, if you yeah. just do it here, like, please, like, here are the condoms. Like, do what you need to do, just do it here. And it actually put her off. Like, it honestly put her off because she was just like, oh, God, no. I Like, ah, go away kind of thing. So in a way, you can be so open that it, like, puts your kids off. So I'm like, yeah,
0: that sounds good. Let's do yeah. like that. But, like, how do you teach your kids about, like, ovulate? You know how we always say things like ovulation and pregnancy. It's like, no one ever taught us. But like, how and when do you teach? Because you you don't want to like, when your child, like kids like 21, be like, so let's sit down about when you want to get pregnant. Because they'll be like, no, I don't. I'm 21. But then like, how do you know when they do? And I still, I just don't know what the answer is. I just can't
1: imagine it.
0: Like one day
1: Grey is going to be like having these conversations with you and it just blows my mind. Oh my God. It's terrifying. Terrifying, exciting, but Pauline, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. That concludes this episode. Though I feel like that was that was quite a lot. Yeah, that was quite a lot. I really happy one. I really hope none of my family members listen to this. Same. so yeah, we'll have to tell them. We'll put a little warning on it. <laughs> so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode we enjoyed recording it and don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast
0: app you use and don't forget to head over to our at home with facebook group and join in the conversation and send in your questions there for upcoming episodes you can find me at lily pebbles on instagram and anna is at anna edit and thanks to our producer and editor joel grove brilliant tune in next thursday for a new episode we speak to you then bye bye